following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a uh, scary episode of Retro Pop. I am the awfully angry Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by the hauntingly gorgeous Matt Johnson. Oh. <laughs> and there I go, getting scared. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we had, well, I had, and, and I'm still having some uh, technical difficulties. So if I don't sound right, I apologize. Uh, my uh, uh, microphone decided to hate me today, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll uh, be behave. But we don't know. But we're going to try to power through. Uh, today we're covering a pop culture event, and I have picked the Emmy Tuville. I got to break it down so I say it right. I'm Southern. Syllables. Uh, yeah, Emmy. Uh, em Evil Horror Horror Horror. These are hard words for a man of my stature to say. <laughs> all words are, are hard for all of us. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Matt, real quick before we jump into it. The age-old question. Ghosts, are they real? Yes. Yes. 100% believe in ghosts. 100% do. I've had experiences. So, Same. Same for me. Uh, and if you listen to my uh, other podcast, History Creeps, you, you're probably not surprised by this. <laughs> But today we're going to talk about what might be the most, it's definitely one of the most famous hauntings ever, uh, but we're going to talk about what really, what we know for a fact happened, and then we're going to talk, uh, which is tragic and horrible, and then we're going to talk about the uh, more fun aspect of it, the haunting aspect of it. Uh, so let's get into our uh, personal history with the Emmy DeVille Horror. This is WOR New York. Stay tuned for In Conversation. First, this bulletin from the WOR newsroom. Six members of one family have been found shot to death in their night clothes in their expensive home in Amityville, Long Island. The only available information at this moment, according to the Amityville Village Police, is that the, member, the victims have been identified as members of the DeFeo family. They were found by a 23-year-old son, Ronald DeFeo, who is believed to be the only surviving member of the family. Six members of the family found shot to death in their home in Amityville, Long Island. We will have further details on the 11 o'clock news. Matt, uh, we both kind of discussed this before. I've always loved paranormal stuff ever since I was young. I was really interest, interested in it. And, of course, this has come across my radar multiple, multiple times. I've never read the book. I've been aware of it, and I've seen the original movie a long, long time ago. Like, it's been forever since I've seen it. Um, what I have seen multiple times, though, are documentaries on this. Anytime a documentary comes out about this, I have to watch it. Uh, they they fascinate me. Uh, just everything goes on in it because the 
true real history of the house is awful and uh, subject to any true crime type thing you could listen to. And that part of it is, it's weird to say interesting because there's an awful thing that happened, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Uh, so I've definitely looked into this whole thing, but I think what's, what's probably even more interesting is if what might possibly be the most famous haunting of all time, if it was even real or was it a hoax, uh, we're going to dive into that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I met, I have my theories, but we're going to save those for the end. What about you and the MATVLA horror? This is probably one of the very first ghost things I've ever like analyzed, like ever really was familiar with, got, you know, excited about. I remember sitting with my mom watching a documentary. Uh, it might've been history channel, might've been discovery. It was a very, very long time ago. And, um, and yeah, we watched it and uh, I will never forget the picture with the kid by the stairs. Yes. Yes. That never forget that, it. Yeah. That picture, even if I look at it now, just like my spine, like just shrivels up because <laughs> he's got these eyes that kind of aren't right. And everybody there that was on that was on set when that happened claims that there was no kids there. So right. uh, that's pretty fascinating and they, those are legitimate investigators too so yeah i that that was that's the only that that's something that i i will never forget uh i haven't watched all the various movies but the one i do remember i did on youtube um i did watch oh i think it's the ryan reynolds ryan reynolds one yeah, yeah that's and it was great it was it was yeah it was free on youtube i remember watching it like and I was very, very impressed by it. And I was just, I was just so into it. I mean, obviously that was probably very, very fictional, but. Um, oh yeah. And, yeah and the real guy, the real guy was not near his, the real guy's not near as handsome. True. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you that much. No 100% the true. Yeah. No uh, the guy. <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was one of those early, the earliest ghost things. And it's so like, it's so just, it, it's a crazy, cool, sad uh story and for me to fight when i found out like amityville is like not too far away i mean it's it's a decent drive for me but it's in the state of new york it, yeah it's it, in your state yeah. it, it it blew my mind yeah uh, amityville itself uh is apparently a real real nice area have you been through it i obviously haven't it's way up i there. have not i think our good friend chris he has, has been yes. though yes um i have driven to new york city area i don't know if i've ever driven really through long island but it is something i do want to i would like to go visit i know they're you know they're not very big on tourists coming by yeah. which i'm sure we'll talk about but we will yeah. um but yeah just the name amityville and it's the first that it sounds like a scary name but it's it, you know it just sounds terrifying which is already famous because i think of jaws right yeah um yeah so it's already a famous area to start with even before this and, and it's pretty wild because both those things happened in the 70s so this place right. was, was hopping in the 70s very famous area i think it means friendship or something like that something very famously it was, it yeah means something of that nature it's in one of those older like new york neighborhoods too and i think that's why yeah. i like it not maybe not with that but um um maybe not older neighborhood but it's it's an older part of new york that was you know well populated we'll say yeah um, and that's why i think i like it so much 
and it seems like it's a really nice area like a pretty upscale type of area um i've never been through there but it's what it seems like uh we'll i'm sure we'll get into some cost of houses and stuff at some point uh but in the meantime let's get into the history of the emmettyville horror He came, he opened the door, and he was screaming, come on, help me. Somebody shot my mother and father. And everyone ran out of the bar, and that was it. They all took off. No, I had to stay. I was 10 anymore. They all jumped in his car and took off. Today, police combed the DeFeo's handsome three-story house for clues while divers explored the backyard swimming pool for the still-unfound murder weapon. Police have been questioning the son, Ronald, and now say he is being, quote, safeguarded. Investigators say without explanation that they now feel young DeFeo was in the house at the time of the murders, but they're not yet considering him a suspect. And so we forth. have no suspect at this time. Is we Ronald... have no indication of the motive at this time. What about Ronald uh, DeFeo, the son, the surviving son? Ronald is being safeguarded by the Suffolk County Police at this time. Why safeguarded? Why? Because the six members of the family dead, and we don't know why, and he's the sole remaining member. The also a suspect? He's not a suspect at this time. Few people in the neighborhood knew the family well, but those who did describe them as close-knit. I figured, I think they were just very sweet, very religious people, very family-minded people. And that's about all I could say. Very good, very generous, just tight. Very close with their children. There's one element in the usual mass murder story which seems to be missing from this case. There's no sense of fear in this community. No feeling of a mass murderer on the loose. People we talked to seem to feel that whatever was the motive for this crime, it had something to do with the family. It's not something that's going to return to bother anyone else. In Amityville, Long Island, Phil Barno, News Center 4. All right, so this is probably one of the most famous hauntings of modern history, I would say. Uh, I was trying to rack my brain. Obviously, there are other famous ones, like the Bell Witch is pretty famous um you know uh the the one that did the conjuring is fairly famous so there are some other ones that are up there but i would dare say as a quote-unquote haunted house this to me matt would be uh when you're if you're listening most famous it's gonna be one or two right this is up at the top of the list oh and 100 it, it it shook up a lot of people not not even just the haunting of it but everything that transpired in this house it just it shook up and 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 you know a lot of people back in the day. It was it was probably the first mass one. There's always been you know ghost thing you know ghost stories, the idea concept of ghosts, but not really one place. Yeah, right. Not one specific place. Yeah, and this would open up the you know how was how would you say this? It's just made like ghosts like a very much a uh, and hauntings a pop culture thing kind of started it really and uh, i mean they'd always been around before but this really put it on a more of a mass scale because this this got huge and we'll get into that but before we getting get into the the uh haunting aspect of it we we have to talk about the horrific things that really did truly happen in the house and i'm not going to dive into all these details because honestly it's very grisly and uh, I think we try to be a more fun podcast. I like to uh, think that we try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important to recognize this. Um, you know, if, if you believe in ghosts like Matt and I do, uh, obviously uh, tragic happenings in a place seems to be something that would add to 
something being haunted or feeling haunted uh you know like i've man uh, one of the most moving experiences in my life ever was when i walked on the field of gettysburg and it just it just feels like i was just overcome with emotion because of the history there and just i knew all the people that had lost their lives you know it's just a very tragic place and i think you would feel the same about this house to me um Man, I don't know about you, and we'll get into it, but there have been other owners of this house. Uh, I could not live there, <laughs> even if it wasn't haunted, just based on the history of it. I just couldn't do it personally. No, I I, I think it's and there's like I, I watch a lot. I mean, I obviously I watch a lot of ghost shows, but um, there's no way I could live in a knowingly haunted house. It's yeah. there's just no way in heck. Yeah. So on November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr., and we're just going to call him uh, DeFeo from here on out, but Ronald DeFeo Jr. runs into his local bar screaming and proclaiming that his parents have been shot and he needs help. Uh, my parents have been shot. Please help me. Please help me. So multiple people uh, went with him back to his house on the now famous 112 Ocean Avenue and they called the police and soon they, uh, the tragic scene really revealed itself because it wasn't just his parents who were shot. Uh, they found the bodies of his father, uh, DeFeo senior, his mom, Louise, and even more tragically, their uh, his uh, four brothers and sisters, uh, the youngest one only being nine years old. Uh, they were all shot while they were in their beds. And the only surviving family member was DeFeo, the son. And uh, it's, a really strange story because of the the weapon that was used to shoot them was a loud gun, a very loud gun, and he didn't have a silencer on it, or whoever, whatever, didn't have a silencer on it, and uh, nobody in the neighborhood. This is a there's a lot of houses here. Nobody heard anything. Right. Uh, all the family members were found in their beds. So. Uh, unless you shoot them all at the very same time, that seems kind of odd too, right? Like if you heard a loud bang, you're going to get up. Yes. Uh, they're all kind of found in very similar positions. Uh, so it's really, really weird. So of course, what are you going to do? There's one survivor. So maybe he's seen something. You're going to question him, right? You're going to ask and see what happens. Uh, and here's where it gets really even more strange. DeFeo would end up giving multiple different stories as to what happened. Uh, like uh, one of the stories was uh, his father was involved with the mob somehow uh, like his dad. I think his dad owned or was like one of the major players at a car lot. And that car lot was linked to the mob somehow. And maybe he had done something to really irk them. And this came in. This was a mob hit. That was one of the things that he said. Yeah, there's a few different stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, the more famous one, with, which will fit more into what we're going to talk about here soon. Uh, is that he heard voices and voices made him do it. Uh, you know, basically the devil was telling him to do it. Another version was he and his sister uh, who ended up, uh, was also shot, but he claimed that she helped him and kind of blamed her in a way for it. Uh, he's still in jail to this day. So he's found guilty. He's still there now as he should be. He should never see the light of day. No, um, no. 
at the very least, he obviously has mental issues. At the very, they very least, from, I don't understand this, and maybe I, I just because I'm ignorant to law, but he's serving like six consecutive twenty-five-year life sentences. Yeah, that's like the official ruling. How was that? How was one twenty-five-year sentence a, li- a life sentence? First and foremost, and you know what I mean. Like I know he's going to be spending the rest of his life in jail, but it's just, yeah. it's, it just, it just. Doesn't make it sense. They should just say that, right? Instead of giving like, that, that yeah, you're not like yeah, you're just, not getting out. Yeah, you're just and, not getting out. You're going to be there forever. That's what they should just say. <laughs> yeah, and he he's he has attempted to get out um, many times, but they're they're not letting him out. Yeah, he's not he's not going to go no. anywhere. No, uh, that would cause one heck of an uproar if that dude got out. Yes. Um. So to this day, he's he's still in jail, and he's still arrested. So it's not even that long afterwards, Matt, which is something I'd have forgotten about. So this horrible crime happens in 74. And then literally it's just a little over a year later. So it's very, very soon. uh, The DeFeos will move into the picture and move into the house. I mean, the DeFeo house, I mean, the Lutzes. Do you say Lutz or Lutz? My mom was trying to say Lutz. I say Lutz. It it could be pronounced differently. Yeah. You know, but I I would say Lutz. Yeah. Okay. Because I said Lutz too. My mom was like, no, it's Lutz. Uh, usually she's right, but I'm gonna pretend I am in this case. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go with Lutz. Uh, so George Lutz, he and his wife and three kids will move into the house on 112 Ocean Avenue at the end of 1975. So, like I said, just a little over a year later, it's not even that much longer. But here's the kicker they would only be in that house for 28 days, not even a full month before fleeing, uh, petrified, terrified leaving behind most of their possessions. Like they just left everything and took off basically in the middle of the night. They proclaimed uh, that the place was heavily, heavily haunted. And they reported everything. And this is where we we have some fun. All right. So um, we're going to, you know, we'll touch on the book and the movie here in a second, Uh, but they kind of touch on this too. Uh, They claim that uh, there was sicknesses that would happen uh, that, uh, Lutz, the um, George Lutz would have mood swings, like really terrible mood swings. He wouldn't be himself. There were flies in one certain room that was just really weird and what and it couldn't get rid of. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a window or something like that. Yeah, was it a yes. specific window? Yep, they had a a priest or a father come by uh, early on when they were getting the house, and uh, like he got messed with and he got sick. Uh, the beds would shake. Uh, and even more so, uh, there was a reported sighting of a ghostly, would you say, like a pig's head? I think it's what they how it was described. I had like really so. wild eyes. Uh, you'll see this in any of the movies you watch. Like you'll see most of this stuff in those. Uh, and then in 1977, uh, the very famous book, The Amityville Horror, is published by Jay Ansem, and he worked with the with the Lutzes. And it would go on to become a mega, mega bestseller to the point of that it inspired the movie that came out just a couple years later in 79. So from 75 to 79, this story really takes off. It gets huge. I mean, to the point where hauntings kind of become the forefront of pop culture. You know, it, it kind of happens with any of these uh, French things like UFOs would get big after certain events, you know, even if there have been events before it. Uh, you know, uh, famously, 
Uh, we talk about the Roswell incident where supposedly a UFO crashed, uh, but that wasn't the first time that's you know that's ever been proclaimed. That's just the most famous one that people talk about. Correct. Uh, uh, you know, uh, there was even because like, even before that, there's an even more interesting one where a pilot uh, was chasing UFOs and crashed, uh, but nobody even talks about that anymore. So, uh, so that just kind of happens. It just takes one story uh, of this certain kind to break out, and that was what happened with this one. This was the one that broke out. But here's the thing, man. Uh, was this hoax? Was this a hoax or was this true? That's the big thing because there's a lot of questions to their story, right? Uh, the facts are they did move in. Uh, the other facts is they did leave in 28 days and never went back. That's all true. That really happened. Uh, however, there's a lot of little things. Like one of them was, um, and you're going to get into the costs and stuff. Did you uh, did you say how much he paid for the house himself? The Lutzes? Yeah. Do you, do you I have do that? have that price. Okay. Yep. Uh, so we'll get to that. But he paid an amount that a lot of people said he couldn't afford. So maybe this is a way of him getting out of it. You know, this kind of thing. Um, He wasn't the, so the, you talk about his mood changes. His, uh, most of his family um like the kids because i think they're the only ones who are alive now uh most of them don't even talk about this right they don't even talk about it uh, one of the sons did do a documentary and um did not paint his father or i can't remember if it was his actual father or stepfather either way he did not paint george in a good light right uh, he wasn't the greatest guy he was angry a lot to begin with and he was just kind of using this as an excuse uh so there were a lot of little things that were kind of going into this to thinking maybe they were hoaxing this because they thought, hey, maybe this is a way to make some money, right? And, and to be fair, this would be the equivalent of if you know there's a famous haunted place now, a lot of people will buy that place. I'm talking to you, Zach uh, Baggins, uh, and you will uh, kind of turn that place into profit, which I don't blame you if you're going to pay a lot for the place. Uh, and start doing like ghost tours and stuff like that, right? Just kind of focusing on that aspect of whatever the place is. Uh, so uh, that's sort of what happened. I personally kind of feel that, and this is because after they left, there have been other owners of this house, and none of them, none of them have reported anything. All of them have actually went out of their way to say, We've not experienced any of this stuff right at all. So that tells me that it's one of two things. And it's probably a, that they made it up, that it's a hoax um, or, and this is just, uh, you know, just giving them the benefit of a doubt, you know, sometimes in hauntings and stuff, it kind of follows the people, right? It's not really the place. And maybe that's kind of it. The place's actual history plays a lot into uh, these hauntings and stuff because it was a true tragedy i mean an entire family was gone in one night tragically uh so you can kind of play on that right and kind of if you say that place is haunted and you say that story right there and that story checks out who am i to, to argue against you that it's not haunted because i would think it would be right right i mean you gotta if somebody does say it is you know for sure the timing of the book is is very very questionable but one thing, too, that a lot of people, you know, there's like a uh, there's like an attachment to um, 
at least from what I've heard, from what I've read, when it comes to ghosts, you know, attachment to possessions. And when the Lutzes did move in, they, you know, I'll release the number in the Matt's dad segment, but um, it all their furniture was still there. It was sitting there after 13 months. Like they yeah, had, I want to talk it, about that too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we won't dive into, you know, dive into too much right now, but you know, there's that thing. Um, I would imagine that new residents would have that maybe, you know, not everybody's just going to take a bunch of dead, you know, no disrespect to, to the family, but um, no, they're just not going to just, they would probably throw that stuff out and, yeah. you know, it, it, it's one of those weird things. If, if you can call it a science, but um, it's one of those things that I want to believe so bad. Like yes. I want to, I want it to be true so bad more than anything, but there's, you know, there's a lot of different variables that, that, that come into play. If nobody since have seen anything, you know, if for experience or anything, you know, there's some questionable, but the fact that they went right to, to do a book. And again, the book is not really a recollection of their events. It is to an extent. Yeah. But it's, it's very much played up. Yeah. Correct. It was, it was used to sell a book, yeah. you know, to sell a, to sell a fictional story. That's where the questioning on my end, you know, comes from because you know like i said but that picture man the picture that kid yeah you know yeah, and that, and those the, are those are actual and, like investigators like coming right. to check this thing out the warrens the warrens famously probably one uh, some of the most famous uh people who have dealt with paranormal stuff the warrens uh, they were one of the ones that were that went and checked this house out and i think they claimed there was stuff there uh but they're kind of iffy on some stuff too but I'm sure at some point I'll want to cover them on a retro pop. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's you're, you're like me. I think we're healthy believers in that. Uh, we're not just going to believe if you tell us like we want to decide for ourselves. We want to hear all the, uh, the pros and cons of it and kind of decide from there. I don't want to hear all the, well, this happened, this happened, but also give me the stuff that would say it didn't happen. I need both before I can decide. The book makes it very suspect, like you said. Uh, one of the pros would be is that even to this day, um, the the one son still claims that a lot of this stuff happened, uh, and he, I don't know how believable he is. Uh, he's kind of uh, he seemed really out there. I'll say that on, on this documentary I've seen of him, but that's been a while. Uh, but of course, uh, since then, one. Ocean Avenue looks different today. In fact, it's not even 112 Ocean Avenue anymore. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but the house itself looks different. They've changed a lot because the people that live there now do not want you coming <laughs> and gawking at their house, uh, which I get, right? If you want to if you want to just like live your life uh, and you get this house because you like the house and you're living your life, that would get old awfully quick. 100%. Yeah, just you know, you're going to work and people are just looking outside and you know, it's, it's the, the awful thing is, is that we know the address, we know the new address, yeah. which is something I thought about. Like when I read it, like it's posted everywhere that they change the address, but you know, well, it's any of these famous places, right. Uh, you know, just uh, I think it's like, it's less than 10 minutes for me. Uh, there's this old abandoned town 
near this dam that they just years ago shot uh, some of the first Hunger Games at. And uh, when the Hunger Games movies were huge and the books were huge, that place was booming and it had never seen anybody there before. Like it's a, it's a, honestly, it's a very creepy place. It's a whole town that was there before. And it just was abandoned because the factory that everybody worked at in that town uh, caught on fire. And so everybody just left. Right. Uh, So there's all these houses there that are just empty or some of them have some stuff left behind, but they're just dark abysses. (laughs) And it's really creepy place to go through at night. Uh, but when this came out, they thought it would be perfect for those movies. And that place still to this day gives tours because of Hunger Games, making it really famous and people come and check it out. Yeah. So, some places like to own it. We talked about, you know, uh, I think last it was la- it was. Yeah, it was last year. You know, the uh, the Hopkinsville Goblins and they they yeah. rallied around it, not just the family at first, but the entire town. It's their claim to fame. But um some people don't want that. Some people don't want that. Not everybody's the same that they, they, you know, they want that attention. It gets to be too much. And uh, it's, it's weird. The fact that they, again, the fact that they went out and made the book, like not, you know, they, they sold the book rights essentially um, not too long after this happens. It shows me that, you know, maybe the, the it's the wrong intentions, but oh, I want to believe this so bad. Yeah. And they did go on to appear on a lot of talk shows and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, so they were not like they were like, hey, don't we don't want to talk about this anymore. They talked about it a lot. Right. Uh, you can find a lot of interviews with the Lutzes for sure, especially George, who's very vocal about it. Um, but that is, in a nutshell, the history of the Amityville horror. Uh, what do you think? Go to our, go on our Retro Pop Facebook page. Let us know. Uh, do you think the hauntings were real? Or do you think it was just a, some really fun fiction? Uh, if you're like me, I think it's just a... I, th- I do think even though I want to believe like Matt, I think it's made up mostly. And at the end of the day, it kind of hurts the paranormal field Yeah, when stuff like that happens because uh, it takes away from the real stuff. But um, it is what it is, as they say. However, I'm very interested to hear about some really fun Matt's stats. Why did it happen to me? I don't really know. I do not have the answers for that. I played places like Amityville. That, if you gave me one billion dollars, I wouldn't go in that house again. Because it messed up my life and my husband's life. Terrible, horrible, horrible place. Oh, it's terrible. That, it, that's where I levitated. With my body in that home. And it was the things that happened there were terrible. Really, really terrible. Alrighty. So this is actually gonna be a uh this is actually going to be a relatively quick one. Um, we got some numbers here. Uh, I tried to look up and I was telling Johnny before we went on air, I was trying to look up like haunted house statistics, but <laughs> the, not the haunted house, the, the haunted house, the, excuse me, the haunted houses that I wanted to hear about and that I wanted to look up stats about. It wasn't the same. So the, the, like fright world for those people, those dress up spooky, you know, I'm going to dress up as a guy in a 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre pseudo costume and chase people. Yeah. One of those haunted houses. I was really disappointed that I couldn't find stuff. But, <laughs> um, Which is weird, right? Because uh, any of these famous cases, like you always hear about these houses selling for some amount or something. Happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, one thing I did notice, I don't have the, uh, I'm trying to refine the number um, in front of me, but there is houses where there is confirmed hauntings um there is a like a percentage drop i think that the the price drop is in like beginning of like 10 percent. i think of a house's cost I, I read if if it's officially haunted or there's been murders there uh the price of the house automatically goes down underneath market value um i want to see yeah i want to see us between like 10 and 13 percent and there's actually, I don't know if Johnny, if you're, you have this, I hope you don't have this in yours. Um, there's an actual legality behind it. I was, I don't have this, but I do want to talk about it. So, okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, but yeah, there is a legality that you have to um, admit that your place is, is haunted. Um, so uh, real quick, <laughs> there was this comedy show. It was on Comedy Central for a couple of seasons. It's really, really good. It's called Nathan for you. It's very funny where this guy goes around. And he tries to help these legit businesses get more business, but his ideas are really terrible, right? Uh, but he convinces them anyway to, to go through with it. And one of them was, there was this, I think it was in the Los Angeles area. There was this real estate uh, lady, uh, agent. And, you know, of course, if you're going to a big area like LA, it's hard to make yourself stand above others. So she turns to Nathan for help. And his idea was to promote that she would tell you right away if a place is haunted. Right? So even on her, uh, he got her like a little billboard and it made sure <laughs> it's really funny. But uh, so she would show a house and she go, I have to tell you this place is haunted or she'll tell them, I have to tell you this place is not haunted. Uh, so it was really, really funny. But I have seen where I've, I don't know if it's everywhere, but there are some states that do require you to say stuff like that. Like when you're giving the history of the house, if it's had a bad history or if people have claimed that it's haunted uh, because a lot of people feel they've been kind of uh, bamboozled, you know, into getting a place and then having to move out less than a month later because they just can't take it. Yeah. There's actually the legality is that, you know, if, if you fail, if, if a bank or whoever selling the house fails a uh, realtor, they fail to mention that the costs can be reverted back like they can like the people can legit get their money back there's a there's yeah. a, like a claims thing um so the book sold over its various uh various releases over 10 million copies so that's impressive did pretty well for itself uh the lutz family when they purchased the house 13 months after those grizzly murders eighty thousand dollars for this place so which is i mean it sounds kind of cheap now. You take into considerations back in the seventies. It's kind of a it's a that's a big payday, but also considering how you know they call it the Dutch Dutch colonial, uh, you know the, the styling of houses, how massive those houses are. I mean, there's little. Is it like near water? It's like a waterfront place it's too. Not too yeah. far away from not too far away from water, which is this is a pretty good price back then. Pretty fair. Um, $400 is what the Lutz family paid to keep all the, uh, DeFeo family's furniture. So I, that was part of the deal on top of that. Um, Lutz 
woke up at 3.15, there's a number for you, a.m. every single morning in the 28 days that they lived there, which was around the same time that Ronnie DeFeo Jr. carried out the murders. So I know 3 o'clock is sometimes considered the witching hour. Yeah, it's a very uh, 3 yeah. a.m., 3.15. It's a, it's, a pretty, um, it's a pretty haunted time period. Uh, let's see. And actually just recently the house sold for, I believe $615,000, I think maybe within the last decade, uh, which is about $200,000 less than asking price. Again, yeah. the story behind the house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, the story of the house kind of, uh, you know, has compromised all of that. Um, you know, it still affects the price value to this day. Yeah. Around 10 million copies sold the book and, um, the movie was a hit too, I believe. The the original movie. Yes, yes, it was a massive hit. Uh, let's see. The people who bought the house after the DeFeos bought it for fifty five thousand dollars. Jim and Barbara Cromarty. Um, yeah, they bought the house for fifty five thousand dollars in March of nineteen seventy seven. Uh, there was a lot of controversy. They, they denied a lot of the stuff uh, that that came from. Uh, the Lutzes, they, they denied like some of the some of the things that they had seen. Of, of course, you know, there's there's a lot that comes, you know, there's a lot that comes into play uh, with all that. But that is uh, I mean, that's really it's uh, actually like Jesus Christ. There's a lot of movies. <laughs> Holy <laughs> my God. OK, so I guess I can list them off. So the very first one, Amityville Horror, 1979. Amityville two, the possession. Like, all right, y'all, y'all milk this, this yeah. cow. You mil- becoming you a paranormal cow. activity. Yeah. Amityville three D. Oh, oh, that's when it got fun in nineteen eighty three, <laughs> and then Amityville four, the evil escapes in nineteen eighty nine. Then there's the Amityville curse. Amityville, it's about time. Amityville, a new generation. <laughs> Come on, Amityville, next generation brother oh my god uh <laughs> amityville dollhouse uh 2005 remake then there's the amityville haunting amityville asylum amityville death house amityville playhouse like oh my god i'm like the amityville vampire this they literally just branded amityville yeah <laughs> I'm starting to, the word is starting not to make sense. I've said it so many times. I don't understand why they don't put these two. They got to put these two franchises together. Let's have a haunted shark, right? (laughs) A haunted ghost. The Amityville Sharknado. Um, Yeah. yeah. So there's your, uh, there's your mad stats for this episode. Let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? The Cromedies, who bought the house, have packed up and left, driven away by an onslaught of tourists and pranksters who still continue to come and gawk, not fooled by the now-changed address out in front. Now, why did you come by tonight to look at this house? To see what that book was all about and everything about the house, the way it looked, and all the things that people say about it. Oh, we just wanted to see what it was like. I guess we just specifically came from Chicago to see it. Well, do you believe all the stories? Yeah, I do. They're kind of creepy. They gave me the creeps that... Why do you believe it when the present owners say there's no truth to it at all? And they've been living here for almost two years. Oh, I didn't know they had present owners. I thought it was deserted. A man who said he was a friend of the Cromedies also came by, but insisted he not be photographed. You say a friend of yours lives here and you've been in the house. Is there any truth to all these stories that it's haunted and there are weird smells and slime and all those other things? Nothing at all. Uh, it's all a bunch of lies. 
Well, how do you feel about all these tourists coming by and the movie opening and all of this? What, what do you think of that? Well, I live right down the road and it's pain in the neck because you can't even get down the block. But when we started rolling the cameras, I had no idea just how much of a pain in the neck it was for the man now temporarily living in the house. As Frank Birch and another man came to the porch, I walked up the driveway to talk to him. He refused and demanded I leave. I thought I did so fairly quickly, but apparently not quickly enough. Within minutes, a police car arrived, then another. Birch came out and told the police he was pressing charges, my crime trespassing. I begged for mercy. None was forthcoming. I was shown into a police car and driven to the Amityville police station. Inside, officers pulled out eight separate forms to be signed. I sat by nervously while my camera crew waited outside. Mercifully, I was finally able to convince Mr. Burtz that I had not intended to cause any problems and had not, in fact, been aware I was trespassing. He signed forms rescinding his charges. I signed forms releasing him from charges of false arrest. We shook hands, and after more than an hour in captivity, I was finally free. All right, yeah, so some of the stuff we've already kind of talked about, and this is going to be a very short segment. Um, but like Matt was saying, the DeFeo's furniture was left behind, and when the Lutzes were buying the house... Uh, they were said, hey, this, there's furniture here. Do you want it? And they said, sure. And they paid an extra $400 for it. So they actually paid for that furniture. And um, a lot of people were like, well, they didn't know the history of the house. They knew that that had happened in the house before they bought it. Yeah. They were very much aware. All right. <clears throat> 112 Ocean Avenue is now actually, and I'm not breaking anything here. Everybody knows this, uh, 108 Ocean Avenue. Uh, one of the families that bought the house actually asked for the address to be changed, and it didn't matter because people found out what it was changed to, and they just know that that's the place now. <laughs> it's like, wow, it didn't move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the house itself has changed. I think those very iconic windows are, are different now. Yeah. Um, so they've changed quite a bit of, about it just to, I guess, get a little bit of peace. But I don't think it worked. Uh, in fact, I know it didn't because uh, one of my friends was up there. I'm not going to blow their spot. And they sent me a picture of what the house looks like now. So, so I know people still stop by. And this wasn't that long ago. And uh, check the place out. Uh, you mentioned the 3.15 a.m. That's when the supposed murders happened. And it's also when George claims he would keep waking up. And he wasn't the only one. Uh, while filming the 2005 remake, uh, many people on that uh, crew and cast, including... Ron Reynolds apparently claimed that they kept waking up around 3.15 a.m. as well. Really? That's what they said. Uh, I believe Ryan Reynolds, though. I don't think I, I feel like he has nothing to I feel like he has nothing to gain by that. Yeah, I like him too much to think he's lying to me. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I know he's a funny dude, but if he's, yeah. you know. Well, he wasn't the only one who said it either. There's other people in the cast and uh, the crew who said it. But uh, that's all I really got for Did You Know. Uh, so let's get into where uh, the Amityville Horror kind of stands in pop culture today. It's the kind of house they don't build anymore. A relic of a time when the world wasn't in such a hurry. When there was still time for a little charm and elegance. It has stood empty for a long while. And at the price, it is a bargain. For a growing young family, it is almost too good to be true. What do you think? I love it. James Brolin, Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger in the Amityville Horror. God's peace in this house. 
alone, Kathy. Father Delaney, there's something very important. after the Lutz family moved into their dream house. They were running for their lives. What happened to them is an experience in terror you will never forget. And you will believe in the Amityville horror. From the best-selling book that made millions believe in the unbelievable, the Amityville horror. I mean, it's iconic, right? Even if you think it's a hoax, this whole thing's iconic. I think they'll still like they'll still be doing remakes of of the original one all the time. I don't think the Ryan Reynolds one will be the only remake. I guarantee you, there's somebody out there trying to push a script in Hollywood about another Amityville type movie. <laughs> guaranteed, guaranteed. Uh, there's been some really awesome documentaries about it, and also, I mean. There's so many shows now that are all about just hauntings and, and ghosts in general uh, that the legacy of the Amityville Horror, I think, will just live on. The only part that I think is really sad is the Fayo family kind of gets lost in the shuffle of this uh, when that's a real true tragedy yes. uh, that happened. But it kind of sort of gets overlooked now because the haunting aspect of this house got so huge uh, and people just kind of, you know, drag on to that instead of really recognizing the actual history of the place uh, so i think that aspect is pretty sad but uh when it comes to paranormal i do think this which has gotten bigger and bigger right uh, i mean heck uh my favorite app that i use and watch stuff right now is discovery plus uh they're about to get uh added to hbo max i think i read somewhere so that's even more fun but they literally have a whole tab that's nothing but all these uh, paranormal shows, uh, like uh, you know any of the Ghost Hunters or any of those type of shows that are on Travel Channel or any of those type of channels, Animal Planet, any of those. They're all on there. So I've been on that app like a crazy man, just watching all this stuff because it's just uh, some of my favorite stuff to watch. Uh, and I don't see that stuff slowing down anytime soon, Matt. Uh, I really don't. Uh, you know, some of those shows will blow you away how long they've been on the air. Uh, you know, some of them were really wild. Uh, you know, that the ghost adventure show, which is not my favorite, oh, but no. I'll watch it, but I'll watch it sometimes just to just to watch it. But that thing's been on the air since good gosh. Uh, there's like 15 plus seasons of that thing. So yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. There's <laughs> my new fascination is a show called uh, Mountain Monsters, which I highly recommend. Uh it's the fakest reality TV thing ever. Uh, it's by far the most scripted thing I've ever seen, but I can't stop watching it because it's the best soap opera that's ever lived. 
And uh, it's been on for eight seasons, and I don't even know if anybody's even heard of it, but it's fan freaking tastic. Um, uh, uh, but it's, uh, you know, so I think that the Amityville and all the things that sort of influenced will be around forever. And, you know, people love scary movies. Like they're always going to be making scary movies. I like uh, some scary movies. I don't care for the gory scary movies. Those are not for me, but. Uh, there's some that I think were very much influenced by Amityville that I've really, really loved. So uh, I think it's going to keep happening. Uh, what do you think, Matt? I, I'm in largely in agreement with you. I think ghost culture has been, especially ghost hunting, that sort of thing, has largely been, uh, it, it's a little bit more mainstream now. I, I, I think as, you know, our, I think society is is ready for a lot of things to be admitted to be true. They want Bigfoot. UFOs just got admitted to be true like one or two years ago. Um, and, and ghosts, you know, there, there's so much video evidence out there. And, you know, unfortunately, some people are really, really good at hoaxing it, but people really want it to be true. And Amityville will always be that thing uh, that people want to be true. You know, it, maybe someday somebody gets access to it that loves the history of it versus just having it as a house. You know what I mean? They, they yeah. want to explore that lore a little bit more. Um, there's always the potential. There's always the potential for that. Uh, you know, but Amityville is always going to get referenced. I mean, geez, I just named off like 15 movies at least 15, 20 movies at least. So we uh, will have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see, but I, I think Amityville is always going to be the, you know, it's, the, the grandfather, uh, the original one of uh, of ghost culture, I think, in 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 you know in, in the United States at least. Yeah, and making it popular for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's been uh, the Amityville Horror. Matt, what are you picking for next time on Retro Pop? All right. So I actually switched it in the middle of this episode. I was going to do one thing, but I think we're going to do another one. One that's actually very, very, very close home to me. Um, so we're going to cover Love Canal. All right. The Love Canal. It's uh, Johnny. This is I mean, it's it's it's. It's quite an event, man. It's uh, it's quite an event. You mentioned some things about abandoned neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Niagara Falls has a mostly abandoned neighborhood because of Love Canal. It's a uh, it's a big moment in history. All right. Uh, at one point, I'm not going to delve too much into it, but Jimmy Carter like had to announce a state of emergency um, because of it. It's a very it's a black eye on. Uh, the city of Niagara Falls, the history of, of the city of Niagara Falls. But uh, yeah, it's something I really wanted to, I really wanted to talk about it on a podcast for a long time. I've done school projects on it. It is uh, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Oh man. I don't think I know this. So I'm very, very much interested to, to hear about this. So stay tuned to retro pop for that. Please go to our Facebook page. Uh, join that Matt does an incredibly good job of posting on there and keeping you uh, informed of all the stuff we're talking about. So join that. And for Matt, I'm Johnny uh, until next time, uh, man, uh, stay away from these haunted houses. Uh, they don't make you any money. Boo. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>